Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast, and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Welcome to our Monday Night Truth and Liberty live cast. And I tell you, tonight we are in for a treat. We have our special guest, Kamal Saleem, with us. But did you know that we were just visiting and I've got Pastor Mark Cowart and Alex McFarlane as well as Richard Harris here. And we just decided at the last minute to bring everybody in here. And we've been having a great time talking about what God's doing. You are going to be blessed. It is going to be a special time. And I tell you, we've got some things to share with you. I think it'll really inform you and be a blessing to you. But before we do that, we're going to turn it over to our chief counsel, Richard Harris, and he's got some uh, things to share with you about meetings and how some giveaways, things like that. So, Richard. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, it's awesome to have all these amazing men of God with us. This was unexpected, so I'm looking forward to it. But thanks to all of you for watching tonight. Uh, and uh, if you're watching on our website, that's awesome. If you're not, you should be. Uh, if you're watching on social media, YouTube, Facebook, and other channels, you know, we encourage you to watch on our website so you don't get censored. So that's truthandliberty.net. And also, uh, be sure to check out our resources page. We're always adding to that. And there are literally dozens and dozens of resources on that page to help you stand for truth in the culture, including Andrew's latest installment in the Biblical Worldview series. Uh, it's on socialism. We have Alex here tonight as well who's helping him produce that. That's an amazing product. I encourage everybody to get that. I also want to refer you to a survey that we have on there from George Barna about the millennial generation. That's some real sobering information. It's a clarion call to the church to reach the lost in our own country. And so check that out. We've got some great uh, events coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries. I wanted to mention the Karis Campus Days, April 6th through the 8th uh, here in Woodland Park. I tell you, if you, uh, if you think that God's calling you to greater things, you want a deeper walk with Him, or maybe you feel a calling and you're not sure where to go with it, there's nowhere better for you to go than Karis Bible College. And I just say that from firsthand experience because God changed my life, my family's life. When we came to Campus Days in 2012, it's an amazing event and uh, God wants to change your life too. The David Musical, written by uh, Robert and Elizabeth Murin, is also coming up April 8th through the 10th. Uh, here in Woodland Park. That is one of my favorites that they've done. I tell you, it will move you to tears. It'll make you love Jesus even more. So check that out. And then Andrew's Gospel Truth Conference in Washington, D.C. is May 19th through the 21st. If you live in that area, or even if you don't, and you want to come get some great Bible teaching, then check that out online. Register today. Uh, and also wanted to mention, if you're not a subscriber to Truth and Liberty, I uh, want to invite you to do that. And if you subscribe, just go on our website, click the, in the upper right-hand corner and share your email with us. And you'll start receiving our blogs and email, uh, emails and newsletters, uh, again, that are bringing you news and information and resources and articles by Andrew and many of our 
uh, strategic partners that will again motivate you and help you to stand for truth in the public square. You know, everything you read on the news is so negative and it's so down. You get to thinking that hope is lost, that America's a goner, that we're gone under, but that is not the case. You need to subscribe to Truth and Liberty so you can uh, be uplifted and strengthened and equipped. And uh, if you do, you'll be eligible to receive a free product um, uh, we give away each week. Last week, Bill Barnes, congratulations. You uh, will be receiving Andrew's book, More Grace, More Favor. And this week's free product is Andrew's book. Uh, this might be my favorite one. One of his is close to the top. It's called A Better Way to Pray. This will change your life if you'll open your heart to the truths that are in it. And uh, so subscribe today and be eligible to receive that. And then also, this is interactive live cast. You got a question for one of these amazing men of God here on this panel. Just put it in the comment section there on Facebook or the chat function yeah. on our website, and we'll do our very best to get, the, get to those. And last thing I want to mention is um, we are doing some amazing things. A lot of what we're doing at Truth and Liberty is behind the scenes. We can't talk about it. You know all the time uh, because we don't want uh, everybody to know. <laughs> but uh, the stuff we're doing is changing the culture for good. Amen. And if you want to be a part of that, you can just by becoming a Truth and Liberty member. $5 or more per month is all it takes. Just go on our website, truthandliberty.net, go to the donate page and sign up to make a recurring contribution today. And if you do, we'll send you Alex's book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. Uh, we are running out of these. So if you want a copy, become a member today. And last thing I want to mention is that uh, if you want someone to agree with you in prayer, uh, someone in faith, someone based on the Word of God, just call into Andrew's 24-7 Prayer Center, 719-635-1111, and uh, someone will be standing by to agree with you in prayer. So, Andrew, that's all I've got. Back to you. So let me add to that that this coming Thursday through Saturday, I'll be in Orlando, and then on Sunday and Monday, I'll be in Naples, Florida. And uh, I'll be ministering there with Barry uh, Bennett. Awesome. And if you know Barry Bennett, he's one of our favorite um, Karis Bible College speakers, and you'll love him. So it'll be a great time. So I could spend 50 minutes introducing all of these guys. Let me just say some things real quickly that Mark Cowart, I, he's pastor at Church for All Nations, Colorado Springs. I met him 44 years ago. We were sitting together in a Charles Capps meeting, and I just introduced myself, and he used to listen to me on the radio, and so that's when we met. What a blessing. Four years ago, and I had heard your voice but never seen you when you introduced yourself. I said, I listen to you on the radio. Everybody. That was before <laughs> you were pastoring. Oh, yeah. I was just barely an embryo in the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark is the one that introduced me to Alex McFarlane and Kamal Saleem. They were yeah. both at a Breaking the Silence conference that Mark put on, and that's where I met them. And so uh, before I get to Kamal, let me say that Alex uh, now helps us with our uh, biblical worldview. He teaches in our Bible school. Of course, Kamal is here teaching in Bible school this week. And Alex used to work at Focus on the Family. Yeah, sure. And we were just upstairs discussing some of this. And I thought this would be the reason to, good to bring you guys in. But uh, you, if I'm not mistaken, you correct me, but if you were across the street or something or you, uh, when they came to kill Samal, Kamal at Focus on the Family, Yep. Alex was there, and the terrorists came to get you. Tell them what happened here. Well, uh, I was in uh, I was in uh, Washington State, you know, and uh, at the Space Needle in Seattle, and uh, we had a huge turnover in a Muslim festival, 
there were nearly 500,000 Muslims, you know, coming from all over. Uh, 24 Muslims came to Christ, but their chief uh, terrorist came to Christ too. His name is Majid. That day, you know, uh, you know, we had a great victory. So, uh, you know, and then I got to challenge one of the leaders of the uh, radical movement of Muslim Brotherhood, which is under care, Council American Islamic Relation, and uh, what happened. Uh, they just love me to death, and uh, they sent the squad. They came. Yeah, they love you to death. <laughs> yes. They that was not a, an expression with you. That's <laughs> yes. Challenge. So they sent, uh, they called on four guys. Two of them, they were most wanted. Uh, one of them was a uh, scientist, explosive maker, and they came to the United States uh, to take me out, you know, and, uh, but uh, my time is not up. And so you were there at Focus on the Family when this happened. How do you remember? Well, um, they basically said, everybody get to your cubicle and uh, everybody get in a safe place because Kamal, we had met, we had done a conference at Focus on the Family and Kamal, I get a call from Kamal, he worked in a different department and I go down and we meet for lunch. and. Uh, you know, he's a big guy, weightlifter, and he says, you've got to get this message out, you know, the message of defending the faith and America is at risk. And uh, we got to be friends. And, you know, maybe in our very first conversation, he said, you need to meet my pastor, Mark Cowart. He's a mighty man of God. You and he would be best friends. Mm. And I said, well, I hope to meet him at some point. Yes. Oh, by the way, this is my pastor. <laughs> well, even though you live you somewhere else, he's still your pastor. But, but yes. seriously, terrorists showed up at Focus on the Family and basically said, give us Kamal and nobody gets hurt. And, you know, SWAT team came. And I mean, my, my point in sharing this is, I mean, we are really in a spiritual battle, aren't we? We are. Amen. Kamal, why, why were they after you? How, how come terrorists would like to kill you? Well, my, my story in Lebanon, I was trained by the Muslim Brotherhood. I was one of their uh, guys that had been chosen to do a civilization jihad. And then... Uh, but the Muslim Brotherhood are peaceful. <laughs> That's what we've been told. Yes. Isn't that the Muslim Brotherhood that you were a part of? You see, and, and they didn't finish the, uh, the, the sentence because they're peaceful to the Muslims, but terrorists to other people that they are not. So with that, you know, we became part of the PLO, and here I was going to do civilization jihad for the Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, but then when God got hold of me, I came from this uh, the, the 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 dark you know things in my life, and the only things that when God let me go is is to really I wanted to expose the agenda, mm -hmm. and and the agenda was is how dark that is and how deep that is in the United States of America and how some of the American government on the other side, on the left side, they are part of it, they want it to be manifesting. So, and I, it angered me because my love to Jesus Christ, I just, uh, I, I, I took it to heart, you know, I need to expose this. So I started speaking about this. And my cousin was the Grand Mufti of Lebanon, which is the Holy of Holy, the Pope of Islam in, so it just it's precept upon precept, layer upon layer. So let me interrupt a second. You came from Lebanon. You were trained yes. to uh, kill. And I mean, you were actually looking forward to martyrdom or were you a cultural jihadist? Is that different? In Islam, you know, in Christianity, you say you could not please Allah without, I mean, you could not please God without faith. In Islam, you could not please Allah without jihad. Every Muslim is commended to be 
to commit jihad. Jihad is not only carrying a gun. Jihad is financially to, to shift the nation. It's a sh they're shifters. And, and also to, to birth in the nation, also to affect the government from within, also to change the media, to change the uh, art and entertainment, to change the military. And they were very effective. They were able to do this. These, they're called stealth jihadi. They don't carry guns, they wear suits. And so therefore what they do is they come to be a part of the civilization, only to affect the civilization to go to the other so side. So were you mm -hmm. sent to America yes, for jihad? Yes, I was specifically sent by, financed by Saudi prince. Really? And uh, yes, he said, uh, you see, I was in Tora Bora. And I, when I was in Tora Bora, I was training the Mujahideen how to shoot heat-seeking missiles to bring down, um, uh, you know, Russian jets, bombers. And while I was there, I met those American soldiers, and they were, uh, there were about five of them. This is before America got involved, and they were, they, you know, I was gonna go into martyr mission, and they said, you don't have to die, Kamal. We can bring you back home alive. That night, when they held hand together, and they prayed in the name of Jesus in front of a thousand plus jihadis, it changed the atmosphere. All of a sudden, the fear of God came into our heart. So I understood they have authority. So when I sent to the prince, I said, we are losing this battle. America will win this battle because they paid for it by their children, by their blood, by their weapon, and by their finances. They have more love to Afghanis than we do. And he said, we're sending you to United States. Hmm. So, and so my first group came to the United States, to America. Now you're mentioning a group, so you didn't come just by yourself, there's oh, others. Yes, there's chain. They call them chain, which is cells. They are interconnected. I, I don't want to uh, encourage you to say something you shouldn't, but I've heard you mention the name of somebody who came over with you that is in the news that I've heard you mention. If you don't want to mention their name, but that's, but there's people in high places Yes, they sir. came over here to practice jihad, and yet they're in positions of leadership. And uh, today they are, they are financed by the Democratic Party and, you know, championed by the Democratic Party. Mm. And, and, and so this is how radical that is. But if you look at what we came to do, we came to do exactly what the, if you look at the uh, Communist Manifesto, it's very similar to the Muslim Manifesto. Yes. As a matter of fact, I think the Muslim learned so much from, uh, from the communists. Mm. And but when you look at everything that the, uh, the Muslim want to do and how they are affecting this nation, you see the LGBTQ are doing the same thing and all of them having the same perspective to really change future generations. That's the focus. And, you know, and, and to get rid of older people. If you are 50 and older, they don't want you. They don't like you. So COVID was a good thing to kill the older people and bring about the younger people so they can, the younger people have no clue, just like what Hitler did. Mm. So you came over here to practice jihad. How did you meet Jesus? Well, he's a jihadi too. <laughs> but his jihad is a heavenly jihad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, I had a car wreck and it was so severe that uh, in process I cracked my neck in two places, my collarbone, my left side was devastated. And, and so uh, I met three men in process. One of them was just a businessman and, and he understood that his call in life is to reach out to save other people. Uh, here I am, an orphan man in America, and when, when, you are, when you shut down like this, all, 
all the other group, they run away from you because if they come in, they will be exposed. But God sent his own groups, you know, so he sent his ambassadors. The second one was an ortho, you know, was an orthopedic surgeon. The third one was a physical therapy uh, a doctor. And these people were speaking the same language and took me to their home and to recover. And now I was seeing my eyes were being unscaled and I saw the glory of their God. And I saw So that. did a doctor actually take you into his house? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Man, that is unusual. Yes, because he was a, uh, he was an orthopedic surgeon. And here I have all those issues and he was my ER doctor. So he took me in to take care of me, and here I was at so his home. So needless to say, he must have been a believer. Oh, he is—he uh, was a very good believer, and not just a believer, but he's the one who supported the Jews and raised money, and he's a tongue-talking, you know. <laughs> and his, here you are for jihad. Did he, know, did he have any idea? No, but uh, I'll tell you what, you know them by their fruit, because you, those, they are fruitful and those are fruity. So the jihadi <laughs> have so many, they have the fruity stuff, and, and here I was. And they can tell there is something wrong with this, with this guy. But they love me with a love that I did not know, Brother Richard. It's unconditional love. <laughs> Everything in Islam is conditional. Everything in Christianity is unconditional. You know, and and uh, I never knew what unconditional love until I came to know these people. And now in their life, I'm seeing how the husband treating his wife. In Islam, a wife is second citizen. She is not the first citizen, the man is. And here I'm, I'm at, their, at their home. And she is his equal. I'm going like, what's wrong with him? He is smitten and she's not even, yeah, anyhow, I was thinking the, the, the wrong thing, you know, go like, why? <laughs> it's because I was looking different eyes. And, and so therefore he was so in love with her when she told him to clean the bathroom, he did it. Mm. I was going, what's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> so what would a Muslim have done if his wife would have told him to clean the bathroom? It's slap her in the face and kick her in the butt. That'll go and do it yourself. You know, that's her job. That's not his job. Wow. wow. You know, and Jesus and, is the best thing that ever happened to women. Ooh, yeah. Jesus Amen. is the first liberator of women. Amen. Amen. Before Jesus, nobody. I mean, look what Abraham did. He said, she's my sister yep. to his wife. Jesus said, go sin no more. She followed him. But we are in a place where, you know, the Muslims' eyes are, being, are, are seen for the first time in the history of, uh, of mankind. We've seen that God's agenda, there is a time, the timely heaven, which is the Mawad, which is the time of God, is moving into his Kairos, into our Kronos. Meaning, what is he doing? He's coming after the seed of Abraham. Remember, the seed of Abraham are Gentile, which is the Muslims, Number, they're Gentile and they are bloodline. So they have devil painting on their back to be brought in. But God held them for the last days. And, and, and this COVID situation was the best thing ever happened to the Muslims. Really? Why is it that? killed a lot of them because they don't know what to do. But uh, that's not why, you know, I'm saying that. Because a lot of them, were they're sitting at home and they're seeing what the government is doing and how, you know, uh, the vicious darkness of the, the Iranian government and many governments, you know, Islamism start taking place, people start seeking the true living God. And, and how did they do this? You know, this woman, her name is Ru'ya. She's an Iranian. Her bloodline is from the bloodline of Muhammad. She is bloodline of Muhammad, the prophet of Islam. Her husband is a Khomeini and she is sitting at her home. She have two sons and now they're brown shirts for the Khomeinis.
and they are hus you know, killing Christians, following whatever, and they got abused by the mullahs and the, the imams. And so therefore she cried Allah to Allah one day and she said, is that all there is to Islam? Is this as good as get? And Allah didn't say anything. She said, if there's a true living God, I want to hear your voice. Mm. Just like when I was on my knees, when I had encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ entered the room and he called her by her name. He said, Ru'ya, Ru'ya means vision. He said, I am he. And so the, 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 the Iranian people having dreams and visions, statistics shows 3,000 Iranians are converting to Jesus Christ every month. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Man, I know a, a couple of them personally, yes, people sir. that have had God appear to them. Mm -hmm. So you were brought to the Lord by seeing Christians express the love of God, not only to you, but to each other in the home. How, how do these people have these visions? Why is it that Muslims seems to have the Lord appear to them so much? Well, the, the Muslims believe in dreams and visions. And the Word of God in the book Joel, he said, in the last days he will pour out his spirit and they will have dreams and visions. In the book of Isaiah, he said, when the darkness, uh, Isaiah 60, he said, when the darkness come, then the glory will come in a greater fashion. So we are seeing everything in alignment in heaven for the prophecy to take place. And so we are seeing the, 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 uh, the soul, soul the terrorist, when Lazarus, uh, when, when they come into his home, uh, you know, and laying hand on Saul, the scale is falling out of his eyes. When the Christians are coming to the Muslim's life, it's affecting their life. And these people are seeing miracles instantly because it's affecting the atmosphere and it's affecting their heart because you know how much we hate you. And you, now you're telling me how much you love me. You're buying me furniture. You're getting me food. You're praying for me. You're telling me you're going to help me get a job. What's wrong with you, Christians? You know, so, so they did not understand what the love of God is. Right. But now they have come to this place and now they've seen, you know, I had, I tasted that generosity of these people. And, and so the scale dropped from my eyes and I came to know that I was the enemy. You know, the people I know who were Muslims and have come to really encounter Jesus, it seems like that your love for the Lord is so much stronger Amen. than mm. the average Christian. And I think part of it is because you were in this culture of hate so much. You, yeah. you probably appreciate what we have more than many Christians. I'm a firm believer that the Muslims will be like Saul the terrorist was when he became Paul the apostle. Mm. They will be to the church in the same manner because when they come to know how much they missed, and how much they are, you know, been lied to. The first thing it angered us mm. because now I want to, I'm angry. You know, I want to do something like, why did you lie to me? But they're lied to too. So yeah. they, they believe the lie just as, as bad as the, I, as I did. But when I start running away from the Muslims, God says, you came from among them and I love them to save them, to save you. Once you go back, so it is, it's that thing, it's that Jonah thing. So I called you out to go to Nineveh. Why are you running away from Nineveh? A miracle's about to happen if you obey. So is this why they were trying to kill you? Is because you've become so outspoken, uh, exposing their agenda? And well, I had people calling me from all over the world, telling me that they received Jesus Christ when they start doing what I did. Hmm. And, and because I said, 
if your life has gone nowhere, you are dealing with addictions. 99.9% .9 of Muslims have addictions. Now you're talking about like physical addictions, drugs, alcohol, or spiritual? Pornography, uh, sex? Yes, all of it. The mm. whole nine yards because it's a secret, you know. And so what they do behind the scene is, is to their self. What they do up front, it's a totally different world. So I said, if you are in that place and you have no place to go, just ask Jesus if you are, if you are, tr if you are real, speak to me. I want to know you. It, just tell me who you are. And Jesus appears to them. Jesus appeared to them in dreams and visions. So the, the, the ministry, although I was speaking in, uh, I thought I'm not effective, but the ministry was making ripple effect to create tsunami. Hey, Kamal, uh, I got to share this. About 10 years ago, I was asked to go to Ohio to speak at a conference and to teach biblical worldview. And there were about a thousand people there and they were all former Muslims, now born again believers. And I mean, this was a very upper crust crowd. I mean, these were engineers, these were doctors, these very, very educated crowd. And they had a testimony time and they, dozens were saying, uh, Jesus appeared to me in a dream. I was a devout Muslim, but I had this feeling it wasn't real. And I said, God, whoever you are, show me. And Jesus appeared in a vision. And um, I don't want to give too much away, but I had the privilege for a whole weekend, a thousand former Muslims, and they, they said what you said, that Jesus appeared, Jesus called their name, they audibly heard God. The Lord is doing miraculous things to reach the Muslim world. And, and, and one of the most beautiful thing, Brother Alex, is when a Muslim become a Christian, they become the best American citizen. Mm. <laughs> it's true. And they become lovers of Israel. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and we never talked about our bloodline that we are Jews because our father is Father Abraham. So therefore, all of a sudden we say, we're Jews, <laughs> you know, because we want to be part of that number. I can understand why the Arabs are trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exactly share your love for the Jews, do they? Uh, no, not hardly. <laughs> Killing me softly. You know, we. I think you've met Diana Hodge, hadn't you? Yes, I have. She's a lady that had a 99 stripes because she sang. And where was she when that happened? Do you remember? Was that Iran? I think she was from Iran, but yeah. she was in um, one of the other Muslim countries. But anyway, they beat her with 99 stripes. She had the Lord appear to her. And man, that woman is turned on to God and a lover. It must have happened in Saudi Arabia. That's where it was. Yes. Yeah, she was in Saudi Arabia. You, you know, Kamal, one of the things, first off, you know, we go back a long, long time. Yes, sir. I, I think I dedicated Sarah when she was a little girl. Yes, sir. And, and so I knew a little bit of your background, but it didn't really come to the forefront. And I've learned so much from you, but one of the things that's the most astounding to me, and you shared it at CFAN last time, and I think you've taught it in practical government. I did not know the promise that is for Ishmael. And I have made the mistake from the pulpit of saying, now don't birth an Ishmael talking about, you know, because that was Abraham's impatience. You've taught me so much that there's this move of God that's going to come among Muslims because most Americans, Christians are afraid of Muslims. Mm -hmm. And yet there's a great promise. Can you give a nutshell? of what God's going to do among the Ishmaelites, if you will. Amen, amen. Uh, you know, God is so amazing. He, 
the smartest guy I've ever known. <laughs> because the other one were not. <laughs> Give me a Lord if I have sinned. So anyhow, so uh, what happened is uh, in, in Islam, you know, um, in, in my humble belief, God removed Ishmael out of the tent of Abraham for the sake of Isaac. But God is bringing Ishmael to the tent of Abraham for the sake of Israel. So all of it is coming all about the Muslims. You know, God spoke about them in the book of Isaiah 60. He named them by tribe, by name, by bloodline, all of them. He said they will come with the acceptance on the altar of the Lord. So God has given us clue. But then in the book of Joel, he said, even the maidservants, when we look at the maidservant today, Hagar was a maidservant. You know, in Israel, they still use Muslim on a Sabbath to serve them. You know, they're the maidservants. He said, even on the maidservants, I will pour out my spirit. And they will have dreams and visions. And just like the whole world, God is creating a new humanity, a one new man in himself. And the promise that God gave to Father Abraham is the fulfillment that he is doing to the Muslims. So he said, because when Abraham interceded, when Jesus, when God came, appeared to him, and he told me, I'm making a covenant with you. What happened is, uh, he, he said, as far as Ishmael, I have heard you. Mm -hmm. He said, but I will bless Ishmael. So God covenant within himself to bless Ishmael. Is the blessing really in the, uh, is, is in, uh, the blessing that God spoke are tangible. So therefore, when we look at the bloodline, Ishmael kept the covenant. He never forsook or forfeit the covenant. He kept the circumcision, and today he is a covenant keeper. So that's the back door, as they call it in IT, to enter into sphere of uh, understanding, because he kept the covenant. So, and what happened when a Muslim pray in Ramadan, and, and, and the Christian pray for them, Muslim are having dreams and visions and they have Jesus appearing into their life. So what happened is just like John the Baptist, I'm writing this book, you guys. If you want to order it, go to coolministries.com and order it, <laughs> uh, pre-order that is. Maybe uh, they can put that on the screen so people Yes, can so what happened is uh, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, we are seeing all this, that God is doing something new in here and we are seeing that uh, just like John the Baptist was forerunner for Jesus Christ, God created Ishmael to be a forerunner for Israel. Mm. And I never knew this until I went to Israel and I met with the general of Mossad. Mm. And he said, what are you doing here in Israel? I said, I'm coming home. He said, so you think this is a Muslim nation? I said, no, it's a Jewish nation. He said, well, what happened to you? You're a terrorist. I said, I ain't terrorist. I'm not terrorist, you know. Uh, I, I ain't. Uh, yeah, ain't. that's right. Yeah. Southern well, Beirut. I'm from Southern Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is, I said, uh, I was on my way to destroy America and Israel, and I had an encounter with your Mashiach, Jesus Christ, and he told me to love them, to love you all. And he said, welcome to Israel, Kamal Salim. <laughs> And so they loved me so much, they had drones following me every place. I <laughs> just, they didn't quite believe you, huh? Well, I mean, they, they have an issue with this. <laughs> so, They've had some experiences contrary to this. Yes.
Kamal, I'm interested in what what can the average Christian do to reach Muslims? I think Mark was right, you know, most Americans are kind of afraid of Muslims, don't understand them, they seem crazy and dangerous. But uh, as believers, you know, many people, many Christians out there just here in America know people who are Muslims, and what can they do to reach them with the gospel? This is another great question. Here's the thing, we are looking today at the influx of Afghanis that they're coming to United States of America. This is the, one of the greatest harvest. This is one of the greatest harvests. Why? Because these are ripe. Ish, uh, Afghanistan used to be the fastest growing church, underground church in the world. But after what our nation did to Afghanistan, yeah. and we, are, we handed Afghanistan now with all the weaponology secrets of the American you know, weapons, what happened, we handed to who is now buying from the Taliban, the Russians and the Chinese. The Russian and Chinese want the minerals in that nation, and Iran and Pakistan looking at Afghanistan one more time. This is a land now, it's accelerating to the forefront because Libya is gone, Iraq is gone, so where are terrorists gonna train? Afghanistan, and we have American weapons to train you with. Wow. So, but nevertheless, you know, so we, we are seeing that this statistic shows in America, uh, in, in if, you, if you have two years, uh, to, to, two years to reach out the Muslims, if you don't reach them in two years, uh, what happened is the, the radical are reaching out to the Mus uh, Muslims and radicalize them. Uh, the Muslims do not understand, uh, they've been lied to, they've been abused, they've been raped, they've been cheated to, they lost their home, they, they are dealing with a lot of things, so they do not understand, so your fruit must shine. Let your light shine. You know, we've got a guy, Mohammed Faridi, who's yes. a graduate of our Friend. school, you know him. And he's just a wonderful, wonderful guy, and he's helping us with some of the Afghan uh, refugees. He's help, uh, ministering to them, and we've supported him financially. But my point bringing him up is to say that he was never exposed to love. Mm. It was just total hate. Yes. Hate was the motivation. Fear was the motivation. And when he got around people who loved, he, he just expressed that love is so much greater than hate, that that's just the greatest thing you can Praise do to minister God. to a Muslim. Brother Andrew, Praise God. when I heard the, the voice of the Father calling me son, calling me Kamal, my son, and I didn't understand that because here I came from being scarred and all kind of, I lived dark life and here I'm standing before that voice and he called me a son. I understood for the first time that God wants a family. And then when he introduced himself, he said, I am the God of Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He said, I'm a God of family. So when he asked me to call upon him, he sent me the greatest gift there is the world ever know his name is Jesus. Amen. His only begotten son to say what? I have chose you. And I have bought you by price, by my blood. And I have sanctified you for such time as this. My brain could not understand it, but my heart, uh, I believe if my heart can explode that day, it, it, it would have exploded. I came to know what true love is, that God will walk on earth to say, Kamal, I'm coming to tell you, you are mine. 
So your heart got it immediately. How long did oh. it take your head to Oh, no, I had immediate reformation, uh, you know, rewiring. I came to know that all this wiring in my head, it's has been rewired because all of a sudden I lost this. I was ugly, mm. you know, if it, because I don't know how to really express myself very well. And if you argue with me, the next thing is my right fist was really good. You know, so I always introduce uh, people to a right hand. And, and so, but when I came to Christ, I came to know the fruit of the Holy Spirit comes with the invitation. The gifting of the Holy Spirit comes with the invitation. All of a sudden, you look at what you have in, in, within you, you are more than equipped to do all things that God tells you to do. But the only thing that holds us from moving forward as Christians, because we deal with fear. And you know what fear is? Fear doesn't start until we doubt God promises. Mm -hmm. While we doubt, fear comes, up, comes about. So now I understood that if I died, I want to die for Allah, I can die for Him too. If I'm, you know, so I threw myself at Him. And that created manifestation of faith. And the way He received me, He embraced me. And I had a full vision that day when I threw myself at him. I, was, I saw myself as a child and he carried me on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And he came to the father and him and the father embraced and they became one and I was one in them. Like and when I saw that vision, I came to know this is, there's no greater love. <laughs> you know, Kamal, I think I need to point out because I've known you and Victoria for so many years, but I would encourage people to get the book, The Blood of Lambs, and then go to your website. And then there's just a simple four minute, kind of an edgy video that was made called In the Red Chair. Mm -hmm. And your story reads like something out of a novel. And you know, we Americans are so accustomed to things. I think it takes often foreigners, people that have lived under great darkness and hatred. But when you came, it was like laser light. And when that love, because I'm hearing your story, but I've also heard the extended versions of that. And I just want to make sure people know that it would be a good thing to yeah, get them. Put up on the screen that information again about Kuhn Ministries. You know, when I came to America, I went to a place called Safeway. <laughs> I thought that's got to be safe. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I got lost in the aisles of uh, the, the store. And I could not, God is my witness, I could not find my way out. It was a big safe way. I started screaming, help, help. The guy came running. I said, uh, he said, what's wrong, what's wrong? I said, I need to get out and I don't know how. And he said, look at the exit sign. So I'm going like, so uh, I didn't know the prosperity. The first thing in my life I came to know, this is what paradise, well, that's what heaven will be like. America is a heaven on earth, mm -hmm. but the, 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 uh, the people enjoyed heaven that they forgot what heaven purpose is. Yeah. And so, but anyway. Mm. Tell about the little girl that prayed for you. Uh, you. The family took you in after the car wreck and a little girl was saying the blessing and prayed for Mr. Kamal and it touched your heart, you said. Yes, well, there's something that I don't, I didn't understand because I was so angry 
And these kids were climbing on my bed, calling me, welcome home, Uncle Kamal. And I'm calling them little monkeys, get out of my bed. <laughs> uh, because in the Quran... Was that an affectionate term? <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was a holy term. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, because in the Quran, called the Jews and the Christian monkeys and pigs. Ah. So I was telling them, uh, oh. you know, I'm not your uncle, get out of my bed. And when they laid hand on me, and this little girl, and they start praying in the name of Jesus. Mm. Something happened that I could not fight it. I could not, you know, re retaliate. Here I am in cast all over the place, and here I am. I could not tell a little girl that, uh, you know, you're cursed, get out of my bed or whatever, <laughs> or shout at her, I'm in the hospitality and the love, unconditional love of her family. So I broke down, and first time I travailed, and those tears, were coming down my, my eyes, Brother Alex, they were hot and burning. I felt when she laid hand on me that her hand touched my heart. Mm. It, 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 we don't understand, we take our Christianity so light, but it is greater than anything we ever came to know. Mm. Wow. And you, you know, Kamal, I don't know if people can reconcile this, but truly, you were like a warrior from your youth. That's why I encourage people to read the book. From your youth, at four years of age, at your mother's table, Kamal, your destiny is to die killing Christians and Jews for the sake of Allah. You were told that. And yes. seven years old, you fell into the arms of the Muslim Brotherhood. Yes. And they took you on. And that's that longing in that family. <clears throat> and so people like you, they write them off. There's no hope. The best thing for you is to be dead. But I will say this, all the years you were in our church, we've known each other a very long time. I say you are a pastor's dream. I joked about, not joked, but I said, Kamal was the type you want to clone or put on the copier yeah. and press a hundred. Uh, any pastor would want someone. The loyalty, the dedication, the sincerity. And I'm still fascinated because you ministered this last time. There's a great, massive, and I would say unbelievable move of God coming to the Muslim people. And could you kind of capsule that promise that God made to bless Ishmael? Because most people think they're cursed and there could never be blessing. But you're the first fruits of that. You're an Ishmael. Amen. Amen. Uh, when I came, it was really, I didn't see a lot of Muslim coming to Christ at that time. But when I came to Christ and I started reading the book Genesis, because I don't want to read the New Testament. This is where everybody tell you everything is beautiful. I want to read what God did with the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. I want to read to see how God is really compromising with all humanity to save the Jews and the Christians. And I learned about, you know, Abraham and I learned about Ishmael and I learned about Abraham and that place where he said as for Ishmael I will bless him I'm going like God is saying I am blessing Ishmael so so but the time and the hour for God to save Israel has not come until now the church has failed to, 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 to save Israel but you know Ishmael will not fail because he will go to his brother and say, let us reason together. And so... Uh, You're predicting that the Arabs and the, Ishmael and the Jews are going to be brothers. They are, and, 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 and it started already. Well, I know already. they are, but they don't act like <laughs> Well, what President Trump did well, was, yeah. was a key to this. That was awesome. The Abrahamic covenant 
Abraham. the Abrahamic Accord. Mm. That is the beginning of the Muslim coming out of, you know, because now the Muslim look at this as America as savior and America has intervened to make them equal brothers. The last time they met, it was uh, uh, after, you know, after Abraham died, you know, it was 2,000 years, I mean, 4,000 years ago, they buried their father, walked away. Today, they are running at each other and we are seeing that they are not just respecting each other, but they are looking at this, the manifestation, what's in it for us. And they are finding God that they have come in link and his name is Jesus, you know. And, but more than anything else, God says, I will bless him. And now God is opening the floodgates to the Muslim people to fulfill this. He said, because if you don't praise me, Christian, the rock will cry out. We are seeing the rocks are crying out all over the Muslim world. And how is that happening? Because they started the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring worked against what they originally tried to do. The Arab Spring was supposed to flood the Western civilization and change it. But the Arab Spring worked to bring about the Muslims to Christ Jesus. And so, I'm, I'm not making the connection. Because they are coming into the place and they are looking at this, they lost their home. They lost their land. They lost their, uh, their families. They've been raped. They've been abused because the Arab Spring. Look what happened in Libya. It's the, 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 the worst colossal. And still the liberal in this nation saying, oh, look at the Arab Spring is the best thing ever happened. I'm, I'm going, I don't know what the great is, but, <laughs> but then look at Morocco, look at, uh, you know, what's happening in the Middle East, look at Iraq. It's, look it's at kind of like uh, what's happening in America with the liberals. They're becoming so extreme that even the Democrats are beginning to see their uh, error and being exposed. Are you saying that the Arabs, this extreme thing that they're doing is yeah, turning Arabs against that? That's exactly right. And so therefore what happened is it worked to the place that these people are crying out. And the word of God says, you know, when they cry out. Mm -hmm. You see, the name of Ishmael is God hears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, when they cry out, the only time God hears them is when they cry out. This is when he was dying and he cried <laughs> out and God heard him. Well, I hate to break in, but if we're going to take any questions, we better do it now. We're running short of time. This has been great. I appreciate you guys coming on. I don't want to be accused as I had hijacked the whole thing. Well, the whole thing was going to be you by yourself, but since they're such good friends with you, I thought we'd just bring And, and let me just say, we've used Kamal in so many conferences. You and I have known each other almost yes, 20 years. I would encourage churches to bring this man to your city. Uh, Kamal will teach your people how to lead Muslims to salvation in Jesus. Jesus, the hand of God is on you, and you're a great speaker everywhere you go. I, I hope people will bring you to their city. Yes. Uh, and you know, from my you. perspective, Thank Kamal, the thing that is so valuable is that you have a love for God mm. that kind of puts other people to shame and an appreciation for what we have as Christians and as Americans. And a lot of Americans don't honestly realize how blessed we are. Mm -hmm. and, and so you come from a background that I think you appreciate 
being an American more than most Americans. I do, well, and I, I got really jealous and angry when they, when they speak about my America because yes, mm. my citizenship was not because I was born here, but because I was born again here. Amen. And I, I'm a spoiled Christian Thank kid. You, Jesus. I run to daddy father every day. Mm. <laughs> because you know what America's day. about because you've lived under the opposite of it. Yes, yeah. we had to study America. And uh, here we are. It's helping in the ministry. Jesus awesome. Here, here we are sitting Amen. with the guy who came over here to kill us, and we're just <laughs> right. loving each other. And only Jesus can do that. That's the answer for all of our problems, all of the race problems, all of the, uh, you know, everything. Jesus Amen. is the only. It's true. Answer. Only we started answer. tonight, and I couldn't help but think of Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together, and. That's where the commanded blessing is. Yep. And that's what we've got here tonight. Amen. Awesome. You want some questions? Yes. Yeah, that would be great. Right. Only well, the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, the first good one uh, is from Ken on Facebook, and he wants to know, he says, Biden did just like Obama and sent billions to Iran. So is Israel going to attack and blow up the nuke facilities? <laughs> Well, this is in perspective because mm -hmm. Israel doesn't, uh, in my humble belief, that Israel, they could not allow uh, Iran uh, to, to have the nuclear weapon. But no. what happened, in, in really that's helping Israel in this, that before Israel could not go to the, you know, they had to go to Kenya to fly to hit Iran. So now what happened is Saudi Arabia, UAE, and all those nations give them airspace, mm. so now they can fly directly. So Iran, Iran is in a place, is uh, in a critical place, and uh, you know for all this. Mm. I wasn't aware of that. You're saying that because of the uh, 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 treaty that President uh, Trump put into effect, they could fly now directly to Iran through their airspace. If you look at what Biden did just recently, and tolerate me for a second is what happened, he removed Saudi Arabia, he removed UAE, he removed all this, and he's making deals with, with whom? With Qatar. Qatar is an associate of Iran and uh, also, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood. So therefore, he's shaming the Arabs. He's, you know, so, and he's given the clear, the, the green light for, for, is, uh, for uh, Iran to hit Israel. So therefore, uh, you know, this, uh, the, the Abrahamic Accord, what happened is bringing the brothers together and it's scaring Iran and Turkey because the Iran and Turkey united together and bringing Pakistan and Russia and, uh, you know, China to the table. So now we are seeing the Valley of Jehoshaphat mm -hmm. and the march of the mighty army is all at hand. Wow. Hmm. That's wow. exciting and scary all at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here we've got a question that come all from uh, Jeff on chat. He wants to know, if these people have been placed in high positions of authority, how can we get them out of those positions? I think he's talking about Muslims in America. Ones that came over for cultural jihad. Yeah, how can we expose them for what and who they are? Well, uh, unfortunately, under the Obama administration, they were stationed, they brought into our nation. Under the Clinton administration, you know, uh, Clinton uh, people knew that uh, Islamism is moving for 9-11 to do what they have to do. Yet he allowed them to do everything and he put blind eyes on this. And a lot of people do not know this. Uh, but uh, the Muslim Brotherhood understood this, that he gave them the green light. Under Obama, he, uh, he put them in those places, in a White House, in, uh, he removed the, the top chief in the FBI and he put Muslim Brotherhood to teach the other how to do, 
things in a Muslim pr perspective. So he brought the fox to the hen house. <laughs> President Trump, what he did is he was cleaning house and he referred to it as what? The deep state or mm -hmm. the uh, whatever he called and it. In the, the swamp. The swamp, yes. Yeah, swamp. And, and so what happened is he was cleaning house. Unfortunately, you know, not a lot of people on his side helped him because they yeah. were looking at his Twitter and they were not looking at his calling as anointed by God. I agree. Mm. I think that one of the mistakes Trump made was he, I, I love Trump, I think he's the greatest president in my lifetime, but he was naive. He didn't, matter of fact, I even heard him say that he used to deal with the mafia, but they kept their word. He never meant anybody. <laughs> he never like met a Democrat. <laughs> he said he never meant anybody as evil as the liberals. Wow. That he just didn't believe people could be that mean. Well, mm. think about it if he comes back again. What will he do this time? Well, because he will come with a vengeance. That's right. He will come with vengeance. And he's not going to have to run for re-election. So, man, he will do what he has to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Well, here we've got another one. Someone wants to know about the women in Afghanistan and uh, what's happening to them and how can they, how can they fight for their freedom? I'm not sure they have a choice it, in that respect, but what? what's going on with the women there? It, it, it's a nightmare. What's happening in Afghanistan today it's a nightmare loose on earth. You know, remember all those guys that they are in the mountains, you know, running away. Now they are coming against the people. They are raping the women, beating the women. Women are, you know, uh, being dishonored and what so have you. Afghanistan is, uh, is in a terrible, terrible place. But if we have to do, I learned from my pastor one time, is most failure is a prayer failure. You know, uh, most f failure is a prayer failure. If we start praying and fasting for these people, that even though that Jesus called them, he said, he said, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you called your neighbor, your friend, and your enemy, your enemy. He said, but I tell you the truth. You know, he said, love your neighbor and love your enemy and pray for those who hate you and bless those who spitefully use you. These people are looking to reach God, that God will save them because they need a miracle. Start praying for their miracles. Start praying for their hope. Start praying for a new life. You know, God is faithful to complete it because His Word will never go in vain. Mm. Let me ask a question. Do you have any inside information like people who are left in Afghanistan and in some of these places? Is there a revival going on? Are people turning to the Lord? The church moved underground from the people that they, are, they were involved over there and some of them still there. They are underground. The church is moving underground, but uh, the Taliban are killing anything that smells Christian, mm -hmm. you know. And so, uh, so Christianity is still moving. God is not finished with Afghanistan because anytime the blood is being spilled, God must justify. The blood is still alive, crying out. Mm -hmm. One last question, Richard. For All right. Well. Uh, Sharon wants to know, Kamal, has any of your family accepted Christ? My youngest sister, you know, and, and it's amazing. <sighs> there was a story told in the Bible one time that one, one Saul, the terrorist, went and he stayed at Lazarus' house. And, you know, there's a man, his name was Ananias. And God talked to Ananias and he said, Ananias, uh, have, you know, go and lay hand on, on the eyes of Saul. Uh, pr pr pray for him. Ananias, when, when God said to him, he said, but God. So he really started arguing with God, like, let's us reason together. 
uh, our Christianity today, we are so, so afraid to do uh, the, these things. Uh, let me give you an example. It happened to me. So I go to Lebanon, and now my youngest sister, uh, the second day, she takes me by the hand to the next room. And in this room, there's 57 of my immediate family. Now there are over 300. And uh, what happened is she, she said, my brother, you are, one, you are one of us, but you are not one of us. What is it that you have that we don't have? I said, I, I, I thought if you play dumb and dumber, nobody can kill you. So I said, I don't know what you're talking about, sister. Uh, uh, she said, okay. I said, why are you saying that? She said, since you came to our home, we were divided, now we are united. Since you came to our home, we did not laugh for years, for 14 years, you brought laughter. We are breaking bread, we are getting jobs, we are having physical healing. You are bringing things that we do not have, and these things, every place you go, it's all over you, it moves with you. Mm. And I'm going like, That's awesome. uh, Holy Spirit, you're supposed to be hiding. <laughs> you know, and, 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 but God glory and God light is so <laughs> imminent that when the people see the fruit of God upon you, let it shine. Because when we hide it, we are really destroying what God is about to do that day because you may lead that person to Christ. So I came to lie to her because I thought if I don't tell her the truth, I can live and I can lead, lead more people to Jesus Christ. And as I was debating this, I heard the voice of Jesus. And he said, if you are ashamed of me, my son, I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. Mm. My heart was broken in a way that I never understood. I said to her, his name is Jesus. Mm. She said, give me Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, so many things are waiting on our obedience because we are the ambassador of the living God. She had two immediate miracles, chronic headache from her childhood and a hernia. Both of them dissipated. Man, I hate to break in, but we're going to have to quit. Let's put up Kamal's uh, address again so that people could go to his website and get some of these materials. And Kamal, thank you so much thank for you, everything sir. you're doing. For Thanks having. for being a part. Kamal was ministering in our school today, and he's just a big part of what we're doing. We're all brothers in the Lord. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you all for watching. Again, we want to thank CTN. You know, they broadcast this on some of their network for us every Monday night, and we just appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you watching. And I tell you, God's doing some awesome things. So hopefully tonight has encouraged you. We hear all the bad news, but look at this trophy of God's grace right here. God loves us. God loves you. And if there's a way that we can help you, we've got people standing by at our phones. They're there 24-7. You can call that number, 719-635-1111, and we'll pray with you, help you any way that we can. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we do this every Monday night, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And thanks to all of you for being impromptu and coming home tonight. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you again next Monday night, 6 p.m. Mountain Time for Truth and Liberty. Amen. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net. 